Hi, hello. Welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is October the 24th, 2023. Hope this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm going to be 100% with you. I'm a little frazzled. I'm a little stressed out a little bit. Um, I was having an okay day at work, though I will say I kind of woke up with the vibe, and I'm sure a lot of people do this on a daily, where you're just like, oh, I don't really want to go to work. I'm just so over it. I just, you know, today could be such a good off day. But I was like, no, let's go. We got Sally Forth. We got we got stuff to do. You know, I got obligations. And, um, you know, so I'm at work. And um, uh, long story short, I wind up just getting done in by more or less a clerical error, uh, that I need to do filling out for some, you know, paperwork stuff for work. And, uh, yeah, I'm like, okay, fine. I will, you know, go over the river and through the woods. And then I should be able to, once I find this thing at home, be able to fix it. So I was stressed out about that all day. And then I get home. And then, of course, I realize I can't fix it. And now I'm, like, tearing myself into atoms because I just, like, something's out of my control. And, like, I've only done things that probably messed it up or something like that and you know because like it's it's an app that i can you know access and use the do the thing on my phone fix it you know quote unquote and i couldn't fix the clerical error so you know i know this is very obscure and weird but like essentially i'm just having a weird stress day and i haven't eaten real food outside of cheetos puffs so that's a thing you know um food corner there you go uh, but yeah, that that's where we're at. So if I, if I sound a little frazzled, if the pace is a little frenetic, you know, there's that, uh, you know, I apologize in advance for the slop, <laughs> uh, for the mistakes, you know, maybe, maybe I'll need to do a corrections corner, but you know, y'all keep me honest if I, if I fuck up, right? Um, okay. So, you know me, I'm gonna take my, my normal little startup. I definitely feel like I deserve it. Got a little bit more wine on deck. I think this is actually the last glass. Sad, 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 sad. Um, you know, then we're just strictly beer again. <laughs> well, you know, beer and, and uh, liquor. Which, I gotta say, I don't know why I'm like this. I definitely do a shot before I drink wine still. Like, that. that's that's still a part of the regimen. It's very, you know, whoa. But, you know, it, it, it's nice, you know. Okay, I think I'm in the spirit, y'all. Um, <coughs> from the Associated Press, Representative Tom Emmer, Tom Emmer withdraws <laughs> withdraws bid for House Speaker hours after winning GOP nomination. Okay, now I'm sure you're you're <coughs> thinking what I was thinking. Uh, I think around Friday or so. Who the fuck is Tom Emmer? Um, well, it turns out another fucking loser in the house who thought he could get the gavel and failed. Um, last I left you guys on the house, uh, situation, 
you know, the House Speaker. You know, we've been absent for weeks now. It's crazy. Um, essentially, we were on our third guy because, yeah, third guy was Jim Jordan. So this was like the fourth guy, right? That's fucking wild. Or, no, it's Galise, then Jordan, then Emmer. So he's the third guy. Now we're on our fourth because uh, Emmer didn't make the cut. Uh, in terms of what happened to Jim Jordan, uh, essentially, he just wasn't going to get the votes. Everyone's like, okay, we need to actually, like, nominate someone else because they refused to, like, go for the whole temporary uh, House Speaker guy. Like, they don't want to go for McHenry. They're like, we don't want him because the Democrats want him. And even McHenry's like, yo, please, I, I'm not involved in this. I am literally voting for every, like, top pick we keep coming up with. That is what I want. I do not want this title like that. No way. No how. Um, but, you know, yet again, the Democrats are like, look, that is the offer on the table. You you come, you know, to this pro Tim thing. Maybe we even do a little bit of negotiating, a little bit of wheeling and dealing. I don't know. Call it, like, moderation or something. And, uh you know, we'll, we'll be good. But you would think, right, this Tom Emmer guy, you know, he's he's come up from the, the ashes of the Jim Jordan thing. He's the next top pick. What happened? Essentially here, he was, I would say it's two things. First thing, he, he Trump didn't like him. Trump just would not give him the Trump bump. And it's because uh, he didn't endorse him in the whole 2020 fiasco. So essentially, you know, the chickens kind of came home to roost when Tom's like, hey, Trump, I need you. I need you. And he's like, I ain't feeling you. <laughs> he more or less called him a munch. It, so it's, it was kind of over, you know, on arrival. And I think Emmer knew he could not sway enough people. You know, he would be in the same situation as Jim Jordan and Scalise. So he just bowed out quickly. And uh, I mean, probably smart for it. Saves himself some drama. But uh, it, it, it leaves us in the same flux, the same state of like, well, who's going to be the guy or, or gal? Um, let's see here. I will read my highlighted portion before moving on. So we touched the article. Uh, tension quickly turned to Representative Mike Johnson of Louisiana, a lower ranking member of House GOP leadership, who is the second highest vote getter on Tuesday's internal ballots. A lawyer specializing in constitutional issues, he had rallied Republicans around Trump's legal effort to overturn the 2020 election results. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to use my powers for evil. And now that's paying off for me. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if he can, you know, secure enough people to get it. Um, I, I would think as the days and the weeks go by, Republicans are just going to get more and more desperate, especially if they are not going to settle for this McHenry plan. So I don't know. I, I'm not even going to waste, you know, any more time talking about any other potential guys like over the weekend, I was like, you know, watching and seeing like, okay, there's like nine people, then it went to eight people. And then, like I said, out of that bundle, Emmer arose. And then as quickly as he rose, he fucking fell. So, I mean, another one bites the dust. Uh, but let's go ahead and move on. Uh, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about some fast food and sadly, uh, you know, uh, loss of life from people. Parents sue Panera, claiming it's charged lemonade contributed to death of their daughter with a heart condition. A 21-year-old college student with a heart condition died after drinking Panera's caffeinated lemonade, and her parents believe her death was related to her consumption of the drink. According to legal documents obtained by People, 
the parents of Sarah Katz are suing the fast casual restaurant chain after their daughter's death in September of 2022. The complaint alleges Panera's charged lemonade is unreasonably dangerous. A regular size of the charged lemonade drink at Panera contains 260 milligrams of caffeine, while a large has 390 milligrams, according to Panera's website. The drink is advertised as containing as much caffeine as our dark roast coffee. The suit recites that Katz was diagnosed with long QT type 1 syndrome when she was 5 years old. The condition can cause irregular heart rhythms. The University of Pennsylvania student allegedly avoided stimulants like energy drinks and highly caffeinated beverages throughout her life as a result of the diagnosis. Um, now, on September 10th, it looks like Katz uh, bought um, the charge lemonade, and she was, i uh, read the quote here, reasonably confident it was a traditional lemonade and or electrolyte sports drink containing a reasonable amount of caffeine safe for her to drink. Now, this for me is maybe a very pivotal point. Um, and I, and I'm, I, I guess I'm torn. Maybe this is like, maybe I feel like I'm making a, a diversal take here. I don't know. But like, I do feel like the onus is on the person here. You know, I do feel like you got to be very careful. If you have a, you know, specific disease like this or, you know, syndrome, I'm sorry, where, you know, your heart, you know, can just go out of flux, go out of rhythm, then like, you need to be very careful about what you're putting in your body, right? And I, I think she was. Um, but it does seem like the this drink was maybe potentially responsible because uh, later that day, also, I gotta, I gotta pause this because as a person who makes mistakes, I do kind of love to see the professionals do it. Uh, it says here later that day, but the that is spelled like a text, like THT. And I'm like, look, hey, we all bleed. Okay, look, you know what I mean? And they don't get any Patreon. All right. They just get, I don't know, raw dollars for doing what they do. They're in career money. I'm just doing this shit for that. Okay. For the love of the game, more or less. All right. Just, just throwing that out there. Being real here. Um, but later that day, Katz experienced cardiac arrest while at a restaurant with her friends. Once brought to Pennsylvania Presbyterian Hospital, she had another arrest and was pronounced dead. Now, um, it is believed that she had a cardiac arrhythmia due to long QT syndrome. But, you know, naturally people are saying like, yo, this drink is like really dangerous. You know, that's part of this lawsuit. But also there's been like, you know, TikTokers who have brought this up. There's been, um, you know, other people just, you know, posting, talking about it, saying like, hey, like, this is a really kind of dangerous drink because you just think it's lemonade and you think the charge is just like, you know, just like cute verbiage or something. And I can understand that. So that's why I'm not like, oh, I'm dying on this hill. Like, you got to be careful. You can Google this. You can look it all up. Like, I do believe that. But I also can understand, like, you're just on the go. You're just thinking. You just look at a menu. You see, hey, this is a lemonade. Like, cool but you're just ignoring maybe the charge part you're not thinking about it and it's like no we mean charge like like video game <laughs> like pack a punch type shit um because i mean yeah to say a lemonade has as much coffee as or has as much caffeine as coffee that is a lot like i, I definitely get that but uh i mean to me i'm a sugar head i drink energy drinks every day i know not healthy but um maybe that's where my bias is i'm just like yeah i just drink that kind of shit on the daily i would rather it be what it is because i'm sure that tastes good i think i've actually had it before and i'm like oh yeah it, it's it's a zippy drink but um 
it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it, it can be very kind of like a surprise for the first person drinking it. And I think people were kind of concerned about that. And now like Panera's like, oh shit, well, you know, we're definitely looking into it now. Um, and maybe that's, you know, maybe a little bit too late, a little, too little too late. So I don't know. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, we can go ahead and move on to the next thing. Um, from Politico. Oh, also, if you have an opinion on this, I always like to just throw that out here too. If I know I'm, you know, I'm maybe being a little too spicy, feel free, you know, to sound off in, in the comments. I know Spotify has a little comments thing now in the Q&A. YouTube's got one, you know, use that for sure. Feel free. Uh, Instagram where I post, wherever, you know, feel free to just, you know, say, hey, and this is how I feel about it. Da, 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 da. Um, from Politico. Dozens of states sue Meta over addictive features harming kids. Actually, this might be another one where I might have a little bit of a diversal take from my listeners. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. More than thirty da- more than thirty dates. More than thirty states filed a federal lawsuit against Meta, the owner of Facebook and Instagram, alleging platforms apps are designed to be addictive and harm children's mental health. The lawsuit signed by 33 state attorney generals was filed Tuesday in San Francisco federal court. The suit claims Meta violated both federal children's online privacy law and state consumer protection laws by making its products addictive and then lying about how they harm children's mental health. Additionally, eight state attorneys general and the District of Columbia are filing separate lawsuits in their own state courts alleging Meta's practices violate state consumer protection laws. In total, 42 states, including the District of Columbia, filed lawsuits in federal and state courts Tuesday. If successful, the state's lawsuits could force Meta to change the way it designs and markets its platforms to the public and lead to hefty fines. The legal strategy has drawn comparisons to various lawsuits filed against the tobacco industry in the 1990s, which led to hundreds of billions of dollars in damages and changed how the industry markets its products. Um, Let's see here. Um, So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like this is something that is, you know, potentially good. You definitely want to make sure that, like, you aren't putting kids in this, like, addictive kind of loop that social media can you know establish i do personally kind of maybe have my own kind of scruples where i'm like oh like i hate when <clears throat> government tries to meddle with these things like I- i'm kind of like pro tiktok even though i don't really use it because i think like once you kind of start like trying to gobble up these companies to say like oh we're trying to save the kids and like china bad i just think that's a weird thing that politicians are using for points they're like yeah we hate big tech yeah big tech's like trying to fuck with our kids and we hate that when really it's like no you're just trying to get votes and or like trying to like get lobbied and then once you get lobbied enough all of a sudden you don't really care that much anymore so i'm kind of torn on this subject but i do think that like you have to kind of check the social media apps to make sure it's like, hey, you are not doing something that's like predatory to children because that's very fucking bad. Like one instance that's mentioned in this article is that, hey, we want to make sure that kids 13 and younger aren't using this app. And they said, okay, fine. That's fine with us. Cool. But I think like if you went on Instagram, you essentially, when you went to go make an account, 
it would um, default you to like an age where you'd be 13 as opposed to like the default like day. And they're like, yeah, that's like automatically kind of queuing up a kid to be like, hey, you should pick this date or or below and then you'll be good to go. You know what I mean? So um, they're like, no, that's 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 not what we want. That's kind of against the children's safety. And then, of course, I think um, Instagram's like, no, okay, we're making changes. We'll change that. And not to mention, before this even lawsuit came into play, I think they made about like 30 or so changes to the design. So they're saying, hey, we are trying to adapt. We are trying to change. We are trying to grow. And we would rather you guys actually come to the table and work with us, not try to sue us. So, you know, I don't know. I, I At the end of the day, fuck all these social media companies fuck all these big tech companies they're just trying to do growth so they can just you know push ads and do shit and they know that of course children are the most susceptible to ads so it's like keeping kids off this shit is the best for all things you know period um you know at the same time though i do want to you know push my memes i want to like you know scroll around so i i always am like hesitant and worried like i just don't want to see like changes that suck and like make it harder for me to shit post or whatever but then i also realized kind of with like um what is it i know elon musk is trying to propose this is kind of side talk whatever um elon musk yet again is trying to junk around with things on twitter or x whatever and he's saying hey I'm going to make it that you have to pay at least like a dollar or something like that a year to be on Twitter, to use Twitter. Or you can maybe pay a little bit more and like get an ad free experience. And it's like, motherfucker, the second you make me have to pay for Twitter at all, I'm done. Thank you. Thank you for freeing me from this fucking experience. And maybe I should just look at that for all of this. Maybe I should just look at, you know, my, 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 my big old government and just say, yeah, you know what? Just take it all away. Just, just scour it. Just, just George Sherman, the whole thing. <laughs> that would actually be kind of neat. I don't know. Um, let's see here. I know I'm kind of talking this in circles. Uh, yeah, feel free to read it if you want to, you know, it's, it's, it's a meta thing, you know, let them fight. I say, I'm not rooting for meta in this regard. And I do think that they should do, you know, the most to make sure that they are protecting child safety. So, you know, whatever. Um, let's move on to some, uh, it's sad news, but you know, it's also cute. So let's go ahead and talk about it. I'm gonna take my last break and then we'll, we'll close it out because I need to, you know, eat. <laughs> I need to eat real food. <laughs> This has been nice. It's been very therapeutic and all, but I need to like, you know, <laughs> make some food. Okay, from The Guardian, the world's oldest known dog dies aged 31 after being saved from shallow grave as pup. Um, let me see here. Well, I'm trying to check, Let's see if I can do the calculations here. 31 times seven, boom. Yeah, okay. So yeah, that dog was 217 years old in dog years, if I'm not mistaken. That's so crazy. I believe the average um, lifespan for this dog is like 13 to 14, 
in dog years. So for it to make 31 is crazy. Uh, also, this dog is adorable. Oh, it like kind of reminds me of Ladybird from um, King of the Hill a little bit. But um, let's see. The late canine who has died at the spectacular age of 31 years and 165 days has not so much broken the record for the world's longest lived dog as shaken, shaken it violently from side to side, torn it to pieces, buried it, and then cocked a triumph if elderly leg over it. Okay, they use a lot of verbiage here, I gotta say, and I'm, I'm here to try to cut through that. Um, but yeah, the Guinness Book of World Records acknowledged Bobby. They were, um, <coughs> they were saddened to learn of the death of Bobby, the world's oldest dog ever. Um, apparently, I didn't know this, but there was a, um, there's a Chihuahua in Ohio. You know, I got to mention, you know, the homes the, where we live, where we got to rep it. Uh, Spike the Chihuahua. Um, let's see, 23-year-old. 20, 23 years and seven days. I think there was some controversy there because, like, I think they had to, like, get into the weeds or something like that. It turns out the dog wasn't as old as maybe initially thought. I don't know. I just learned about this shit today. But, um, let's see. Until Bobby's death on Saturday, the mo- the planet's most ancient recorded canine was Bluey, an Australian cattle dog who died in 1939 at the age of 29 years and five months. So, I mean, Bobby is in rare air. Um, it is said that, like, you know, people are, like, really going to be studying this dog for a very long time. Shit, I didn't get the, the, the mix of this dog. I'm sorry. Uh, Bobby, a Portuguese Mastiff, or Rafael do Alenjeo, uh, sh- uh, shuffled on the, he, yada, 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 more verbiage. But, um, yeah, that's the type of dog he is. I know I butchered the uh, pronunciation there. Lo siento. But, um... Yeah, cute dog. It's a super fucking cute story. Um, I'm glad that this dog got to live long. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's let's talk a little bit more, actually. I'm not going to let you go quite yet. At birth, Bobby and his three male siblings were deemed surplus to requirements and were destined for a shallow grave before fate with an eight-year-old uh, Lionel Costa and his brothers intervened. Um, let's see. When Costa's parents went to dispose of the puppies, Bobby, um, had the good fortune to be hidden in a stack of wood in an outbuilding. Spared the shovel and the grave. He was then adopted by Lionel and his brothers and soon became a part of the family. So, like, this is literally, like, just something out of a movie. Obviously, super sad that, like, that was, like, a casual thing of that time to be like, oh, we just have too many dogs. Like, let's fucking dig a hole and bury them. Um, but this dog made it and not just made it. He really lived. He really thrived. They say that he got to live and walk around no leash. He got to eat berries and things in the garden and just like really just pal around, be himself. Um, his diet, like in the home, he literally ate what the family ate. Now I've heard that described as like fish Um, they say, hey, he ate what we ate. We literally would just soak it in some water to cake off the seasonings and then just give it to him. So I'm like, that sounds cool. That sounds solid. Now, you know, it sounds better than kibbles and bits, but granted, I, if I had a hypothetical animal in my home, um, which I don't, RIP Ollie, but, um, you know, I would, um, not feed him what I eat because I eat junk. Even even though I make it, I make junk for myself. Okay, so I'm I'm not gonna, 
you know, live to the ripe old age of 217, that's for fucking sure. I wish. That'd be fucking cool. That'd be fucking raw as hell. <laughs> but actually, no, it wouldn't. That'd probably suck. Bobby looked great. They were like, oh, he's chunky. I'm like, he looked happy. I don't care if he's a little chunky. Um, all right, that's the episode. That's really it. That's all I have. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a friend. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Thank you.